Hello, and this is Filter Optional, and I am Chico West. I'm Shannon West. And I'm the no filter. Yes, of and the I am fil- the filter, yes. Uh, optional. But, yes. And this is a West Media production because our last name is West. Yes, and that's what we've got. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we've got going for us right now. Yeah. And and if you <clears throat> if you're watching, I'm kind of showing my uh shirt. It says Balboa, California. Balboa Island. Balboa Island. We just got back from Balboa. Our 20th summer, I think. Yes. On the island. It's crazy. It's a cute little island right in Newport Beach. It's good. And um, can I do a little public service announcement? Yes. That has nothing Balboa. to do with Balboa. But um, <clears throat> just has to do with... So I had my annual physical the week before we went to Balboa. Yes. And every year... And because of my autoimmune issues every year, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to make sure leading up to our vacation in California, I'm like, I'm going to nail it. I'm going to feel good on our vacation. You know how I do that. You yes. Know? It's like I, I do extra, you know, things to make sure my immune system is on point And I, you know, take all my supplements with me. And I really, I like try to nail it so that I feel good in California. And so this year was we went last year during COVID and nothing was really open and we did a lot of cooking in the house and everything and that was fine um but um and I felt fine last year too but it was back to it this year where it's like the world is open back up you know there was an extra little element of the pandemic but I just happened to have my annual exam the week before we went and so I did some blood work and it came back with some surprises And so my public service announcement is that if any of you all are feeling unhealthy in any way or having some symptoms of anything, like mine were fatigue and um, heart palpitations that felt like anxiety. Um, And since I normally have suffered from anxiety in the past, I was like, oh my gosh. You were discounting it? Well, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, my anxiety is getting kicked up again. Of course it's getting kicked up because this is COVID and we're now opening back up and I have social anxiety. Like you get, you get around people that you haven't seen in a year and a half and you don't know what to say to them. And, you know, and then there's all the political talk, vaccine or vaccinated or not vaccinated, you know, all the stuff. It's just, and there's this cancel culture. Yeah. You know, there's just a lot going on. And so I did. Have you been nervous that? I might say something and we get canceled. Yeah, so I'm I'm just continuing on. I'm just I'm just moving on, but um, to get to my point. But uh, so you know, I just discounted all the things that were going on with me, um, and then thinking just I'm just gonna chug along and feel good for California, or and maybe then, minimize the symptoms and put them yeah, towards, well, you know kind of chalked them up as COVID, all this stuff that you just said. Yes, yes. And I had bronchitis um, like four, four, probably five weeks ago now, and I still have a little bit of a a little coffee cough. But um, it, um, I I kind of chalked it up to having to take steroids with bronchitis and, you know, things like that. And and it turns out that my my thyroid's low. I was a little anemic, which is not unusual for my... um, situation but and then there was I mean there were just lots of markers that were my cholesterol's up but my cholesterol has been high since I was 19 since I started going to my Dr. Walter doctor yeah um and so 
and it runs in my family. My yeah. grandmother was 94, and I think her cholesterol when she died was over 400 or something. I mean, you yeah. know, it just, it's, yeah, it's a, and the doctor, Dr. Waldrop told me um, it's a concern when it is low all your life and then all of a sudden it's high yeah but if it's you know if it's been about the same since i was 19 it's not you know and my not mom. yeah anyway so um but that was high too and i'm like well i mean no wonder we've been a year and a half without you know going to you know people haven't been regularly going to doctors and um i've seen my doctors on zoom you know they can't really <clears throat> i thought it's I'm, hard to get blood work on zoom it's it's really hard to get some <laughs> good blood work on zoom yeah. That is correct. And so um, I'm just encouraging people to, so my PSA is just not to ignore some of your medical symptoms as we head into the fall. As COVID and, or as what's going on in the world right, or, or any of that stuff. Yeah. That you actually might have, you know, your heart palpitations and fatigue actually has to do with your low thyroid exactly and it has nothing to do with anything else right and so i'm i went to california knowing the reason behind how i felt so i felt better you know when you kind of you you have a you know you know the reason it makes it a little easier i knew that my anxiety was not i mean my heart palpitations wasn't necessarily um anxiety but it was literally my thyroid and so Anyway, I enjoyed California much better, and I'm doing more blood work follow-up at the end of July, and we'll figure it out. But um, anyway, that's just, you know, it kind of goes along with our topic today just because. Um, it does. But I, I was going to, I yeah. was just going to throw out a little uh, Balboa because I, yeah, I get can. up and there's a little island. And I have my little morning routine out there even more so and i get up early and i go for a walk and have um, my coffee he, did, he didn't just get up early i mean we're talking kevin what's early to you um like if somebody's just like says, i have to get, I get up, up early, early tomorrow oh, yeah. seven o'clock okay <laughs> mm-hmm. i get uh-huh. up at I mean, like 5 30 seven's early to me yeah, yeah. I'd never before dawn certainly right i mean okay so to say he gets up early <clears throat> it gets light at 5 30 doesn't yeah mm-hmm ish okay so yeah he gets up early and i have my little quiet time and then have my coffee i go walk around the island that's mm-hmm. about three miles mm-hmm. you know then i come all before back. our early morning wake up of seven yes i mean you would have been great for morning drive radio yes yes and so i <laughs> yes. you know i i get up and you know i go do that and then i come back and see if you want to do it and say well i'll go paddleboard around the island which takes no he's like oh if you're not ready oh are you up are you up you want to go for a walk you want to go for another walk and i'm like um i'm not out of bed yet i might may even have a cup of coffee or something but i'm not dressed or out of bed yet and um he's like well fine i'll just go paddleboard and then you know okay then then let's then let's go for a bike ride right i got a lot of steps in while i was there Yes, you did. And I enjoyed it. Yeah. I did too. So when do you go to sleep? I go to sleep early, nine thirty, ten. Yeah, it's pretty early. Which is a problem when she's a I'm night not person. ready to Me too. Yeah. Yeah. And Chico you used to be well, you used to be both. Mm-hmm. Night owl and get up early, but anyway. But yeah, just just to throw that out there, I've I've gotten my steps. I got into exercising. Oh, you got into exercising. <laughs> Okay, we could do a whole podcast on you getting into exercising, but yeah, um, I thought you walked a lot during uh, quarantine. Didn't he you? Did. Yeah, I did. He walked I a lot. I averaged over twelve thousand steps a day. It was good. Yep. But I, um, I, I, 
I like today's topic. I do you too. Know, I'm gonna, I'm going to introduce the topic. Okay, I'm going to let you. Uh, we we thought about this topic, but before I introduce it we. is uh, Shannon. You thought of this topic. <laughs> I did. But it's a we podcast. Yes, it is. So I was going to say, filter optional is always. Please contact us. What's our website? I mean, what's our email? Filter optional at gmail.com. <laughs> filter optional at gmail. Pretty standard. Com. Not hard. Mm-hmm. It's very There's no easy. dots, no dashes, no underscores. Yes. No numbers. No, no, numbers. no numbers. Filter optional at gmail.com. Com. Mm-hmm. If you want us to uh, discuss a topic or bring someone on, please let us know. You know, you can email us, yep. uh, contact us. We also have an Instagram page that you can, you know, direct message us. Yes. Or, um, you know, Shannon checks her Instagram a lot more than I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's uh, several ways to contact us. Or but if you have something to share that you want to come share, we might consider it. So yes. So DM we, us we like that. The other thing I was going to say before we before I introduce the topic is I being in the treatment industry and I, I've done some stuff this past week in the treatment industry is, you know, if you want us and you want to advertise your treatment center, man, contact us. Oh, we yeah. will make opportunities for advertisement. Um, yes. So please. Uh, and it's definitely within budgets. Um, yes. Because we did it for yes for, for Casa Casa Kalina. So yeah, yeah. It's definitely if Casa wants to do it again, worry. we can we can do that. Yeah, uh, love so, that. Uh, but today's topic is I, I like this. It's a question. Why is it so hard to ask for help? exactly you know why why, why, why is, it? is it so hard as an individual or as a family or a, you know sometimes even as an organization why is it so hard well and i've been thinking about this a little bit because um i notoriously well i'm by personality and enneagram number i'm the helper so i'm the one that is getting asked for help and i'm the one that helps people so um so is it so so does it on, so gonna, let me ask you this yeah, question okay so if you're an enneagram two it's natural to help so if yes. if you're a different enneagram is it easy to ask for help well i don't know i'm not going to talk about that right now let's get let's circle back to that but okay you know i didn't i didn't want to get into the different numbers and all that kind yeah. of stuff because people that don't know it won't they'll check out they won't know what we're talking about but what i'm talking about what i'm thinking about is that i'm wondering why it's so hard you know, for me to ask for help. I think part of it is that sometimes we're never taught how to ask for help. Instead, when my parents were raising me, I was the firstborn by four years. You know, my brother and I are four years apart. And we raise kids to be independent, you know? I mean, starting from like, there comes it, we help them along until it gets to the point to where we say things like, okay, you need to tie your own shoes. Yeah. So you know? it, not just independent, almost self-reliant. Yes. Yes. You know, we say, okay, I, I'm going to help you open that straw to that Capri Sun, but we need to, you need to learn how to open your own Capri Sun. And as mothers, especially, I mean, I'm sure as dads too, but as mothers, especially, we want our kids to be doing things for themselves sooner than later. You know, you want to teach them because it takes the burden off of us. It's like as soon as our kids can help us, you know, 
clean up or you know do things for themselves that's great and um and we don't but we don't teach them how to ask for help if they need it like if we say go clean up your room and they're cleaning up their room and they might need some help reaching a a shelf or putting something away they don't well i i think shannon as you're as you're talking what i'm i'm hearing is we i agree with you we don't teach our kids on how to ask for help so it's you know it's kind of that nurture you know the reason why why don't we ask for help what gets in our way maybe it's maybe it's nurture but then i think sometimes when as parents when we have kids i think we shame them well why didn't you ask for help well that and or shame them if they ask for help like are we are we raising kids um to think that asking for help is a negative thing like that's what i, I yeah. told you i'm not going to tie your shoes again today you need we're, we're not leaving the house until you get your shoes tied you know so is that what you're saying you know yeah we in, kinda... in a way we we don't teach them that it's all right that it's a good thing to ask for help right uh because it's like we we shame them okay yes they need to learn things and i'm all for that right um but you know you're talking about okay why why is it what besides you know the the way you were raised or whatever how come you think what what other areas in your life do you struggle with asking for help well i mean all of them i was just going to start with like as a as a child you know i just i as the oldest too yes you know um i just tried to be so independent always i still try to do that and so for me now as an adult um asking for help is an admission that I can't do it. So it's an admission of um, that I don't have my, you know, stuff all together that I can't do it. Yeah. And I don't want to admit that because, and and then I, I read um, in this, this woman, um, I'm going to give her credit, Nora Claver is her name, wrote a book called Mayday, Asking for Help in Times of Need. I have no idea if the book is good or bad or indifferent. I haven't read the book, but, um, I just am going to credit her to this quote. She said, um, Claver's self-perceived weakness was an assault on her identity as a confident, capable, professional woman. She said, my ego stated flatly that a strong, independent woman wouldn't find herself in this kind of situation. It was as though this tough persona of mine was just begging for a lesson in humility and surrender. It's like, I don't want to admit that I've found myself in these situations. In, in situations I, of need that you need help with. In situations of need. With. Yes, because I'm a helper by nature. And so I don't want to admit that I've found myself in a situation. Or, you know, when it comes to, say, raising kids, I chose to have these children. So I shouldn't need help because I put myself in that situation we, we make, or I volunteer or I took this job or I took this job on or I yes agreed to do it and so even in a work circumstance you know when you're at work I, I, I like wanna, what you're saying though Shannon is because I think sometimes uh, the genders get hosed okay as a male gender okay yeah. you know we make jokes guys don't ask 
help for direction. No, I mean, you, you yeah. know, it's like, no, I got it. I'm but now, now it. that we have all this GPS stuff on our phones, but that that's always been a joke. You've mm-hmm. seen sitcoms that will do. You still argue with ways. Yes, I still I mean, argue I'll pull with ways up, and you're like, nope, mm-mm, nope, I don't yeah. trust it. I don't yeah. believe it. I'm gonna go my way, and I'm like, fine, you yes. do, you do you. Yeah. So there, there is. There is this gender deal. And so what you're talking about is like, you know, with kids, with, you know, volunteering for PTA or, you know, helping out with some kind of thing for your Working kids. Working for Casa Colina. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like, like you as women, women have their things that they struggle with asking for help. That's kind of universal. Yes. Men have their things that's kind of universal. But we're kind of digging in deeper today of what does how how come we as people struggle asking for help? Right. Because, some of it is the well, way we were raised sure well that's just a start that's just a start of why you know you might have some trepidation in asking for help that's just a start it has nothing to do with my parents i mean no. i'm thrilled with the way but they being, raised me being a firstborn yeah but you know that whole like you need to figure this out you need to yeah. figure this out like you just you're like well then i can't ask for help because i need to figure it out okay. and so there's a but surrender as a- of control as an adult i think I don't want to surrender control. If I ask for help, I surrender the control. Yes. And that's bad for me. That's, I mean, I, it's not bad. What do you mean it's bad? I don't mean it's bad. I mean, it's a, a, it's a negative tape that I play. I will shame myself for asking help for help or surrendering control. I, it will. And so what, so let's, let's unpack that a little bit. What, yeah. what do you tell yourself if, if you, oh, you know, shamed yourself? What is those shame tapes you know going on in your head it's you know i'm not smart enough i i i I can't figure this out i got myself into this situation like i said um and then there are there is there comparison because i think there's a lot of comparison you know i see so and so and she never asked for help or so and so doesn't oh sure sure so i think i think a lot of those shame tapes is also that that sense and there's a fear of rejection like you ask for help and they're like i'm not helping you like really why would i help you this is your problem this is a you problem not a me problem i've heard that from you i love that statement yeah i know so that is a you problem you know and that's a a boundary thing and so you have to i can't always help people so do you think i have to have boundaries when other people are asking me for help because i'm usually jumping to do that but so you're boundary less yes but i have to not anymore but i have to be careful when i when people ask me for help I have to be careful about what I agree to do. And then when I ask people for help, if they say no, that's just a boundary. It's not personal. It's not, you know. Yeah, I don't need to believe the the negative talk. And I talk. would rather, and so with women too, I don't know if this is the same for men, you can address this, but a lot of, I have so many examples, so many of where I have made myself vulnerable and surrendered control and asked for help. And it's backfired. I mean, literally, like I've asked people to do things and they haven't shown up. Like they haven't shown up like physically or, you know. But if we go back to the original question, you know, why is it so hard for us to ask for help? It is it possible that we don't we don't even know how to ask for help appropriately? Yes. And that's so maybe our wording and maybe how we present has something to do with that well and half the time i don't even think about it like if i'm in the midst of something and i need some help half the time literally my brain doesn't even think 
like why don't you ask for some help like i know that sounds so um basic or whatever but i literally don't even think of that as an option and so i think if you we don't exercise that muscle of I, asking I have for a help. theory on how come we don't do that okay you know my theory has to do with pride and ego yes well sure you know that our pride gets in the way and i agree with you we don't even think oh maybe i can ask this person for some help no my pride is gets in there and when it's big man it's like i'm gonna do it on my own well yeah and sometimes it, it appears to be easier just to do it myself too because which is of prideful those, it is prideful it when, is prideful but when you get burned too it's so how do you but but the deal ask is, for help and really yeah. get it <laughs> Yeah, and I like the fact, okay, and you get burned, and so it's all of a sudden you're taking on the responsibility, even though you might be the chair of this or yes. whatever. It's like, man, I I don't know. I, I'm wrestling with that. It's like, where, how do I ask for help and humble myself well, and right. take away the pride without... Because man, if you don't take away the pride and the ego and you just, you think, you know what, you know, I'm just going to find somebody to help me but you don't take away the pride in the ego then you become the victim then it's the victim mentality mentality victim. because you're like no one's helping me no one woe follows me. through with this woe is me i asked for help and i didn't get it and then we come well, across I mean, and then we might even get up there and you know if, if we're leading an organization or whatever the situation is but i i i i like that man that 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 pride, that ego uh, really blocks us from moving forward, from really going, okay, hey, I do need help. When, when I think about it, it's like, you know, in, you know, in the field that I've dedicated my life to helping people get sober, you know, either through treatment programs that, you know, I've run or, you know, interventions or individuals, it's like people I, I see are scared how do i ask for help well yeah there's you know, a when, huge fear element yeah i and, think oh yeah. my goodness i i think one of the biggest things we we struggle with i know me personally is man when fear is overtaking me i don't want to ask for help i don't want to come across as the victim i want to like you said shannon i want to make sure that i have all my stuff together because if i don't have all my stuff together then what does that mean about me right and so how can you learn to ask for help um without you know i think that a lot of times i apologize you know i say i'm sorry well no I, I start with you know like um i really need some help but i totally understand if you are overwhelmed or if you're maxed out too and so you know don't feel like you have to say yes or you know what i mean there's a lot of explanation that comes before I, the ask. What, and what i call that is a lot of overshare yeah it's a lot of overshare and it's like you know, are you trying to make yourself feel better when you're doing that instead of just asking the person for help and if they say no then you could actually step back and go that person has healthy boundaries right you know that man all of a sudden i respect that person and then all of a sudden when when they do say no and they're not coming across cold or bitchy or assholey or anything like that it's like I I see that person is going, wow, that is good. I want some of those characteristics. 
you know, so if I ask, I have to take that step without qualifying. I like to say when, when you're doing that and apologizing, you're trying to qualify. Hey, I understand, you know, you can say no, blah, blah, blah. And in, in a way it's almost playing the victim. Right. Exactly. Like I got myself in this mess and I realized that I, I need some help and, you know, and when people have offered help before and I said, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. And then I don't want to ask them again. You know, if I find myself in a situation of, I know you offered to help, but I don't know if that makes sense, but kind of it kind of makes sense but it but i i see asking for help um actually is if i can reframe it is actually a sign of strength instead of a sign of weakness right if i can have some some positive self-talk and go it's all right i don't understand how to do this it doesn't mean that i'm stupid i don't need to believe the shame tapes it doesn't mean that i'm a bad person or i don't have it together that it's all right to ask for help. People ask for help in times of crisis. But I, what we're saying, and I could be wrong, Shannon, so correct me, is like, why? You know, our question at the very beginning of the episode is, you know, why do we struggle with asking for help? You know, we, and it's like all of a sudden for me, sometimes I know I struggle asking for help because I don't want to burden someone, and that's my codependency. Right. Right. Yeah. And here's another thing: is that so? kind of what I've been talking about this whole time is like I don't know if you like physical help like um like with projects or overwhelmed with life or helping with the kids or helping with the dogs or helping with work or whatever that's kind of what I've been talking about but I think that this spills over into mental health obviously and even spiritual health as far as like why is it so hard to ask for mental health help too and i think especially now and then for me like the literally the the physical like i i'm i needed some help i need some help with my um diet you know with you i've asked you for yes you're clean eating clean eating and everything like that to try to you know turn this thing around but um you know and i've asked you for that help and and but then and then I think you know uh, it's hard because I don't want to be a burden on others either with even my any any mental health issues that I have going on which goes back to having a community somebody that you trust safe safe people that you can share with because you don't want to be Debbie Downer I mean they do a whole Saturday Night Live skit on it like you know you everybody that goes to a party and it's like how are you doing? Well, I don't know. You know, I'm yeah. kind of down, you know, or whatever. But, um, wah, wah, right. Wah. But we all need to realize that it is a sign of strength. And it's okay to, to ask, ask for, for help. help. Yes. But it's okay and also, if, if, I t- if I take it a step further, it's okay to ask for help. But it's also okay if that person doesn't have the bandwidth and they they don't have the mental or spiritual or physical capacity to help you in that moment well that doesn't mean they can't help you later right and this woman that wrote this book um i might have to look into reading it i just printed up some things that but she said self-care is the new self-help because she said um 
you know, leading up into the, why is it so hard to ask for help? Because there are so many avenues we can take to, to ask for help. Google, um, self-help, you go to the, you go to the bookstore and you just peruse the self-help, you know, section and you buy books on that, or you go to a therapist, which is great and all that kind of stuff. But you're constantly seeking out self-help when it, can be replaced with self-care learn how to really care for yourself and then you'll have better boundaries be able to ask for help when you need it be able to get the help that you actually need you know see what i'm saying yeah i i i like that it's like uh so so when you I, in it's a way why self-help is probably never quite worked all the way or it's a temporary solution you know you read a self-help book about whatever and you know but and a, but a lot of self help is 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 giving you some tools on how like you know setting boundaries, giving you tools self care on self care, giving you tools on community and yes. being a part of others. So if you just read these books and don't engage with other humans, right, that's not good. We can't do it. We 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 are all we all have limits. Every single one of us has limits, and how how do we work within our limits and not try to work outside our limits and when we need help ask for people that can help us that goes outside our limits right that's self-care because we can't self-help ourselves out of needing help because we need help so we can't self-help well and i I like your illustration if i could self-help then i'd be rocking and rolling when i like your illustration is like you know just something up on a high shelf yeah is like I can't do that unless I get a chair and do right. some other things. But both our boys, if we're in the house, are you know five six inches taller than me. They can reach up no problem. That's right. That's asking that. I mean, that's a real minute way of self example. Uh, yeah, yeah, of but, asking for help. Right. Uh, and we might be able to do those things. But I can't help myself in yes. those situations. There are a lot of situations I can't help myself, and so self help doesn't it has its limits yes and so it's like but self-care doesn't necessarily have its limits no and so but some saying? yeah and sometimes self-care is finding those safe people that like we've talked about in other episodes you know find finding people that uh you you can reach out to and and get the help that you need you know also the deal is don't i what it, it, it's like i almost want to tell people don't feel no you can feel still but i'm also steel. feel feel still you can feel still <laughs> but it's like you can feel guilty but what are you guilty about you're asking for help and you know take that it's like but there's this sense of guilt that you know i hear all the time oh you know they have so much more going on oh, why right. did i ask them you actually might be giving them a gift. That's right. what I love about the so they 12 can get steps. out of self exactly for you a know? minute. And so that's the greatest thing about the twelfth step in Alcoholics Anonymous. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other alcoholics and practice these principles in all our affairs. It's like, man, I there, there's a saying is like, I can't keep my sobriety unless I'm willing to give it away. Right. You know, and so right. it's like. Get actually, if if you feel guilty because you asked someone for help, but you found out they had a bigger burden than you in that moment, that you actually might be giving them help by then. Well, by, yeah. 
it's like I said, exercising that muscle of when I don't, my normal, um, you know, MO is not to think, to ask for help. But if I can, if I'm starting to feel anxious about something or if I'm starting to maybe approach it, because I approach everything in a um, strategic manner. That's another part of my personality. You know, I, I organize calendars and I strategically think through things. I'm not sure you really do that that's no. you know you're, that's not your thing but um if i can strategically put into like oh wait i'm starting to feel a little overwhelmed by this situation whatever it is even if it's getting the you know glass off the top shelf or whatever like i'm starting to feel overwhelmed i need to ask for help how am i strategically who am i going to ask for help and how am i going to ask for help and exercise that muscle and then the muscle that i'm saying you need that i would encourage you to exercise even more is you talked about it as not to qualify it not to you know apologize just to begin just to ask for help less is more yes yes you know and get say can you help me with this and if they say no okay great right and then start looking at say what does it entail okay i'm gonna tell you and then if they say more or whatever or yes or no or whatever yeah but it's instead of letting but, myself and even, drown and not even quite well you can say no if you do if no you i know that's that. what i'm saying yeah. just say just can you help me with this and, and it's a yes or no but right. you but don't give them outs i yeah. know i know but it's an exercise you have to work that muscle yes you have to train yourself to ask for help it's hard and i think it i'd be willing to say that it's hard for everybody I know it's hard for everybody. And I and I'm I would be willing to say that, you know, there's areas that men struggle that women don't struggle. Right. You know, there's areas that uh women struggle that men don't struggle. Right. And sometimes when we think we're helping, we're actually not. Yes. We we might be enabling, we might be so you know, learning to discern when someone's asking for help or when we're asking for help if it's healthy or unhealthy or whatever i know that's a kind of another topic but yes um, but i i like this so hey if y'all struggle asking for help out there learn that it's okay you know begin some of those strategic uh ideas that we came up with you know today for you to reach out and ask for help you know, you don't need to beat yourself up and tell yourself all those negative self-talk. Right, right. When I, I'm going to have to work on it every day. And that's why I always say, too, like, um, you know, you know this from the 12 steps and in recovery, they always say with Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, it's one day at a time, one day at a time. But I learned that with codependency, with anything, with life, it's one day at a time. I mean, every decision you make has consequences and you just have to, yeah, and try not to future trip. Right. That's the one day at a time. Right. If I'm and living they say, one. There's something about, I read somewhere, and I might screw this up. Just give me 30 seconds to screw this up. But um, something about living in the present is living in humility. Living in the past is something negative, and living in the future is something negative. But living in the present is humility. Maybe pride, maybe pride and ego. Maybe pride is living in the past. Anyway. I said I would just take like 30 seconds to screw that up, but that's all right. There's something about being in the present present that is a practice in humility. Just yes. being where you are, where your feet are right. in that moment. Right, right, right. Yeah. So 
we're, we're good. I'm you know, have to we're gonna. It. I I want to say that you've done a lot better. I like seeing the progress that you're making. I have done a lot yeah, better. You 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 don't overqualify. You know, no. you're you're more to the point. So this was a good episode. I thank you. And once again, remember, if you want some sponsorship, we will talk about your program. Yep. Come on out. Until next time. Filter optional out.